A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast with a whole lot of cheering, woo, and some Max, clapping. Max, Max, Max will step in. Kunal Shah, this is the most exciting race in recent times. Absolutely. Max Verstappen's maiden victory. We're so lucky to have seen history being made. Kunal, I am so excited. <laughs> but but stay calm, Mithila. We've got a podcast to record this week. <laughs> but let me remind you, it was exactly on this very podcast last week where we predicted that Max Verstappen could win his race on Red Bull Racing debut. Woohoo! I think we deserve an applause as well. <laughs> I only wish we had bet some money on it. We would be rich. <laughs> This is precisely why you and all our listeners should take my prediction seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Max Verstappen has created so many records with his win. I have lost count. So he's the youngest to score points, the youngest to finish on the podium, and of course, the youngest to win a race. Well, with the new rule that FIA has, where you've got to be 18 years to start a Formula 1 race... I don't think that record is going to be broken for a while to come. He's also the first Dutch driver to win a Grand Prix. (laughs) Do you remember what you were doing when you were 18 years and 228 days old, (laughs) precisely? (laughs) Well, I was probably racing a single-seater somewhere, but not as quickly and as precisely as Max Verstappen. You're the wrong person to ask that question to. (laughs) Talking of... Max being the first Dutch Grand Prix winner. We also heard the Dutch national anthem being played at a Grand Prix event for the first time. And let me tell you that this is an anthem we need to get used to really quick because we're going to hear this for many more years to come. Max Verstappen, you know, Nicky Lauda, somebody who usually favours and uh, talks good about his driver, Lewis Hamilton. But Kunal, that has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Turned around and said that, Max Verstappen is a talent of the century. Wow. I mean, that in itself is a brilliant, brilliant compliment. I'm sure Lewis Hamilton is pissed. (laughs) Sebastian Vettel too, actually. (laughs) And well, Valentino Rossi, he's turned around and said that he was mighty impressed as well. I think all of us were just so impressed. Except for Danny (laughs) Kivet. Well... (laughs) The manner in which Verstappen actually played his debut with Red Bull Racing, it was just brilliance. He was so calm and composed and even with the media after he actually won. You know, I think we are more excited and at a loss of words than he was. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I have an amazing idea. We should get Max Verstappen on the Inside Line F1 podcast. 
it's time to know whether he has a sense of humor too. <laughs> <laughs> so Max Verstappen said that the champagne tastes nice. And I wonder if that's pissed Red Bull off in some way. You know, he's been promoting another drinks category altogether. <laughs> I don't think anything Max Verstappen does can piss Red Bull off <laughs> for a long time to come. So, there was also questions why Helmut Marko didn't promote Verstappen to Red Bull Racing earlier. Maybe he knew that, you know, he couldn't taste the podium champagne till the teenager turned 18, you know. <laughs> and, you know, he still can't taste the champagne at Austin because he isn't past the legal limit there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spain, what can I say? It was a brilliant race. Absolutely a cracker, as I'd like to say. Absolutely. We had four likely race winners and we weren't quite sure who was going to win. I was sure Max was going to win. <laughs> you were sure a week ago. <laughs> and Spain has been really kind to us as Formula One fans. We've had 10 different race winners in the last 10 races of the Grand Prix. Yes. And we've had two new winners. So we had Pastor Maldonado, Ouch. which was an absolute shocker of a victory. <laughs> and now we have Max Verstappen, who is an absolute surprise of a victory. Well, I'm little, I'm still shocked with this statistic of the Spanish Grand Prix. Can Kevin Magnussen be the 11th winner next year? Rio Haryanto. <laughs> <laughs> but the bigger shock to me was the civil war that we saw between the Mercedes drivers on track. Amazingly enough, Mercedes's winning streak was ended by none other than a Mercedes itself. So Lauda blamed Hamilton, which was really surprising. <laughs> Wolf was very politically correct and he said that neither driver was entirely responsible, which was sensible. Because if the team had taken sides, there would definitely have been a penalty from the stewards for the other driver. Yes, and imagine taking a grid penalty in Monaco. Okay. Ouch. But back to the speculation. Whose fault was it? And this is my favorite part of this week's episode. <laughs> and here's our view. Firstly, to put things in perspective, you know, I have seen this one screen grab, which, you know, is basically Hamilton's front wing alongside Rosberg's rear tires. Okay. And let me tell you, one single frame can't and will not offer a perspective of a full incident taking place at nearly 200 kilometers per hour. And there's also this whole thing that Nico Rosberg started the race on the wrong engine mode. And, you know, he was distracted while changing his engine modes. I mean, let's remember, these guys are pros, you know. They, they make these changes on the steering wheel all the time. And if Nico actually started on the wrong engine mode, Lewis Hamilton has so much to worry about. Because Nico actually beat him into turn one on that exact same <laughs> engine mode. <laughs> Apologies, but a lot of people are also wondering if Nico Rosberg was wrong in slamming that door on Lewis Hamilton's face, you know. Let's remember, I mean, a lot of people are saying that he should have left one car's weights, but he has really tiny mirrors and that's probably what the FIA stewards saw as well. And in my view, Rosberg was allowed one move to defend and he made exactly that. But I am yet amazed that Nicky Lauda has pinned all the blame on Lewis Hamilton. You know, something tells me that bromance has come to an end, a <laughs> premature end. And no, they will not be sharing vodka for a long, long time to come. Knowing the history between Rosberg and Hamilton, 
you know, one can't imagine the tension between the two drivers. I mean, I almost half expected them to throw their helmets at each other, you know, when they got out of their smashed Mercedes Benz cars. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not forget, I mean, all of this works against Lewis Hamilton still. He's 43 points down in the World Drivers' Championship. Worse, he's now been demoted to P3 with Kimi Raikkonen overtaking him. <laughs> I think our favourite word lately is demoted. <laughs> well, the good news is that Toto Wolf has confirmed that the drivers will still be allowed to race each other. You know, talking of demotion, I just wonder if Mercedes was to think the Red Bull way, either Hamilton or Rosberg would be demoted by the next race. <laughs> Does this mean a Pascal Verlaine gets promoted? <laughs> But I totally think that we should pay the Mercedes drivers to knock each other out once every few races. You know, Formula 1 suddenly becomes a lot of fun. Kunal, I'm just going to bring up something that you love to say here. So it's now either give everyone a Mercedes engine or don't have Mercedes on the grid at all. (laughs) (laughs) But on that note, Max Verstappen has just been incredibly lucky. And I think that's the story of his career up till now. He's been in the right place, at the right time, in the right cockpit, <laughs> critically. So Daniel Ricciardo actually led majority of the race. I think two-thirds of the race. Yeah. And he actually lost out because Red Bull Racing decided to put him onto a three-pit stop strategy. Or to use the correct terminology, demoted him to a three-pit stop <laughs> strategy. <laughs> and he finished fourth. He finished fourth for the fourth time in five races. <laughs> That's a weird statistic. <laughs> and after the race, Ricciardo has actually come out and blasted Red Bull Racing for this strategy. And he said that he's devastated. And he's been robbed of a short shot podium and even a possible race win. Well, I would agree with that. Do you think Red Bull Racing wanted Max Verstappen to win? <laughs> I think everyone wanted Max Verstappen to win. <laughs> Talent of the century, you see. Well, except Danny Kivat. (laughs) So there's a lot of controversy that I've been reading about on social media about whether Ricciardo was purposely put on a three-stopper so that Verstappen could win the race on a two-stopper. And there is some food for thought there. Okay. Do I think they did that on purpose? I somewhat disagree because before the race, we knew that the three-stopper was a quicker race strategy to go on okay and Red Bull of course punted on the fact that Verstappen could make his tires last that long with a two-stopper okay but let's remember this Red Bull is the one constructor who uses Formula One as a super marketing tool and they knew that Max Verstappen winning his debut race with Red Bull Racing would make for amazing PR, especially, you know, that whole gives you wings tagline. Gives you wings never (laughs) seemed more authentic. And even more interestingly, I mean, post-race, the headlines could have either been Mercedes drivers take each other out or Max Verstappen winning at the age of 18. And they knew that the best way to sway the headlines in their favor was to make Max Verstappen win. And as Mark Webber said, Red Bull Racing loves records. (laughs) We love Mark Webber. <laughs> Verstappen's move on Vettel, turn three. That was pretty impressive. Outstanding. That's <laughs> actually what won him the race. That more, was the moment of the yeah, race. More than Ricciardo's three-stopper, it was that moment that possibly won him the race. But back to Red Bull Racing's perspective on this. 
Or Verstappen victory would also have helped prove their decision to demote Kivakt correct. We know there's been a lot of negative publicity. And now suddenly no one's really talking about Kivakt anymore. Well, and I think Red Bull has already set their eyes on the next logical world record. The youngest ever Formula 1 world champion. Ironically, it's still held by Red Bull and Vettel, but they'll probably want Red Bull and Verstappen to take over that. And Christian Horner has tagged Verstappen as Red Bull Racing's future. (laughs) (laughs) I really wonder where that leaves Daniel Ricciardo. And of course, his championship hopes. Will he have to switch cockpits to get a fair shot? Ouch. My favourite driver, Kimi Raikkonen, well, he had a brilliant race to second Kunal. I was so happy. Can we clap for him? You seem reluctant. <laughs> I wonder how Kimi feels though. He is racing against someone exactly half his age. That's how Daniel Ricciardo felt racing against Filipino Massa, I'm sure. <laughs> but Kimi is doing all the right things if he wants to continue racing in that Ferrari cockpit next year. He is now second in the World Drivers' Championship. <laughs> well, Kimi has... The one record, which I don't think any other driver on the grid has. He's raced against both the generations of the Verstappens. Jos and now Max as well. (laughs) (laughs) I think although probably Alonso and Button would have raced against both as well. Anyway. Arriva Ben has also said that if Kimi keeps up his pace at the current level... There will be no reason to consider replacing him at the end of 2016. Big yay as a Kimi (laughs) fan. But wait Kunal, I think I just heard Ricciardo and Bottas banging their heads against a wall. (laughs) Maybe even Nico Hulkenberg. What about Carlos Sainz? (laughs) You know, Ferrari, to be honest, would be stupid to renew Kimi Raikkonen. They desperately need new blood and energy. Why would you say that? He's been delivering results this season. He's outperformed Wettel and he's second in the WDC. So if I was Ariva Benny or whatever and however you pronounce the name, I would probably be a little upset with Raikkonen. You know, I don't think he made a single attempt to overtake Max in Spain. Maybe he wanted Max to win as well. Well, well, (laughs) Exactly why you shouldn't renew. But anyway... And let's remember, his second in the World Drivers' Championship is because of the fact that Hamilton and Vettel have had a lot of car issues already. Sebastian Vettel just managed to sneak onto the podium. But I am sure he is immensely disappointed to have lost on that victory. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, usually whenever the Mercedes-Benz cars have faltered, it's been Ferrari and Vettel who've capitalized and won. And suddenly there's a new baby Vettel out there. (laughs) Vettel changed his strategy actually to match Ricciardo. And boy, was that a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, like I said, it was the right thing to do in the race. And in hindsight, it might seem different. But let's remember the Formula 1 pit wall works in real time. Vettel had a near clash with Ricciardo too. (laughs) And that gave us our daily dose of the cranky Vettel rant presented by none other than Red Bull Racing. (laughs) Well, I am just really glad to see Ricciardo upholding the tradition that his former teammate Kivat started. (laughs) Poor Vettel. (laughs) The other team that seemed to follow a tradition was McLaren. So they had a mixed race. Button finished in P9 while I think Alonso suffered from a power failure. No power, no power again. (laughs) You know, that could well be the tagline of the Honda engine. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ouch. Like Sniff Patrol said, that footage of Alonso could have been from any of the races in the past two seasons. <laughs> Alonso seems had a software problem. You know, McLaren should move away from, from using the Windows OS. And even if they're using Windows, I really hope this isn't the pirated one. <laughs> Danny Kiva. I am sure he's feeling so miserable and upset and cheated right now. Could he have done what Verstappen did in that cockpit? You know, he thinks he could have won and I probably think so too. Well, the silver lining in all of this for Kivat was that he created a little record of his own. And Kivat gave Toro Rosso its first ever fastest lap. <laughs> well, no one we seems to have noticed. We should give him a clap. <laughs> is Max Verstappen the new baby Vettel? Well, if Max Verstappen is the new baby Vettel and if Sebastian Vettel is still baby Schumacher, does that make Max the next Schumacher? Or the baby, baby Schumacher? (laughs) (laughs) I just can't wait to see Vettel and Verstappen be teammates. Although I doubt that's going to happen for a long time to come now. Carlos Sainz might have missed out on the Red Bull racing seat. But could Verstappen to Red Bull actually mean that Carlos Sainz gets to move to Ferrari? I'd hope so. I mean, even Ricciardo could go to Ferrari. But, you know, Vettel has to allow all of this before that. (laughs) You know, I somehow feel Red Bull Racing is Ferrari's driver-feeding team, I tell you. Red Bull Racing is Ferrari's young driver's program. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with the pre-Monaco episode. Hopefully, the Mercedes tempers would have cooled down by then. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019.